0: Welcome to the Whole Food Vegan Podcast.
1: Exciting vegan food, no crap, no agenda.
0: Helping you enjoy a wonderfully varied, tasty, easy to prepare and nutritious whole food plant-based diet.
1: Simple tip, easy recipes and helpful hints on how to get more enticing vegan meals into your diet. Usually recorded after a bottle of Merlot on a Friday night.
0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Whole Food Vegan Podcast. I'm Mark. Hello, I'm Sue. And it is wonderful to welcome you to Series Two, Yay. where we're going to have a. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> we're going to have a slightly different format. And the in series two, we are going to have a topic of the week, and each week we're going to be talking about different things related to different foods. So we might have a single ingredient, and we'll talk about lots of recipes that we do with that single ingredient. It may be a particular style of cooking. It may be a particular meal of the day. So... um We will also be having on the menu, so as you know, we like to cook seasonally and the way we cook will change throughout the year. So I think it's important we'll keep on the menu going.
1: Mm. And it's basically still the same audience that we're aiming out there for. Uh, So it's still people who are just interested in getting more veg in their diet. It's still not political. We still don't have any crap on the agenda. We're not here to try and sell you a lifestyle. It's just people who want to know more about food. It happens to be vegan, and they just want to get more veg in their diet in lots of more interesting ways. And it's all based on what we cook and how we cook. Yeah. So that's the same. So a couple of interesting little articles we've noticed this week in the media. Um, there was a local pub near to us, the Thimble Inn uh, in Dorchester, and they actually put on a plant night uh, where they actually did all the food was based on plants. It was all completely plant-based menu. I think it was a five course sharing menu and it was really reasonable price. We didn't actually go for various reasons, but we saw it advertised and they had such a successful sellout and it was such a success that they actually have decided already they're going to put on another one later in the year. So that's really good news. And that led to us looking at something else, which happened in Wales.
0: Do you want to talk about that? And that was the Queen Inn in South Wales that... um went vegan or plum-based for January, uh, for Veganuary. Yep. And it was such a success they decided to switch to a vegan pub
1: Yeah I mean it's not even The end of January yet So it's just amazing That already they've had Such a massive audience That they've decided Permanently to change Their menu to 100% vegan Which I think is just fantastic
0: And we're going to put links To those both those places In the show notes mm. If you know of other places That have done similar things Let us know Let us know in the comments Of this podcast mm. And we can then talk about Those places that you know In future podcasts And we'll put a link To those places to, to share them and, and give mm. more publicity for them.
1: Yeah, definitely. So if you're doing Veganuary, let us know how you're getting on. I know a lot of people are. Um, good luck to you if you're doing Dry January. That's a completely different...
0: That's a whole <laughs> different, different <laughs> ballgame.
1: <laughs> yeah, and doing the tax return, as someone we know said. So anyway, let's move on to what we've had on the menu ourselves this week. So we had a friend over for dinner and one of the things we cooked, which is a really good dish for entertaining, is the meze cake. So this is like a Mediterranean meze if you can imagine all the different, um, aspects of a meze meal, you might have lots of different sharers, lots of starters, lots of small dishes that are shared. But they actually, this is a Bosch recipe and they actually make this into a kind of cake in a tin and bake it in layers. So based on their recipe, we didn't follow it exactly. Basically, Do we ever? No. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an example where you could make homemade or you could modify it using shop-bought ingredients, but we make as much as possible. On this occasion, we did use uh, shop-bought tortillas. You just need a big, round, flatbread of some sort, which you might have cut out or made very simply yourself. We use shop-bought tortillas. Put one of those in the bottom of a grease. Uh, springform tin. It's very important there's a springform tin. Then you line up with all these different roasted vegetables in layers, layers of olive tapenade, um, layers of hummus, layers of all sorts of different amazing things like baba ganoush. um You can use artichokes, roasted red peppers, sun-dried tomatoes. But the main ingredient is the roasted veg. Put it all in layers, layer it up, layer after layer, finishing on the top with a layer of uh, hummus, so, uh, sorry, no, that's wrong. A layer of falafel mix, bake it in the oven. When it comes out of the oven, then put the hummus on the top as the last thing. And then once it's baked, it comes out of the oven, you can undo the springform tin and it makes an amazing... It's just a beautiful dish, particularly if you've got layers of cooked rice in it as well. And it's everything you need in a big dish, all cooked, one pot, and just have a side salad, which is what we did, and plenty of drinks. <laughs>
0: and I think the the, the the key to remember is that you can use any vegetable. So you can roast any vegetable that you like. But when you put it in, in a layer, make sure all the gaps between the vegetables in that layer are filled mm. up. So fill them up with uh, rice. It's got rice in it, with baba ganoush, with uh, olive tapenade mm. So make sure each layer is filled and kind of quite solid and packed yeah. in before you add the next tortilla mm. and another layer of vegetables and rice mm. and babaganoush. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, And and then it holds together really nicely.
1: And these boys like their chilli, don't they? The Bosch boys. So they do put chilli sauce in it as well. We didn't do that. Um, But I mean, you can make it as strong or as hot as you like, but it's a really, really nice thing to present at the table and kind of unclipping it. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it all stays together, which it did on this occasion. Hurrah! It
0: did. Uh, And uh, it just looks incredible. And it's a whole meal in itself Mm. in one one cake. In
1: fact, a rarity, you actually had some left over the next day and you had it cold for lunch, didn't you? Mm. So... If you haven't noticed already, we're going to talk a bit about beans today. So this links into our subject of beans, um, which is a really important part of the vegan diet. So meze cake included uh, the hummus and the falafels, which are obviously both made from chickpeas. Another thing that we made as a result of making this dish, which was a um, kind of a waste product, really, from having lots of chickpeas in it, is we drained off the juice, which is known as aquafaba, we made chocolate mousse again this is another Bosch recipe but you can use various other people have got that recipe in their book and we made the aquafaba chocolate mousse and that if you haven't tried it give it a go it's so easy it looks amazing it tastes fantastic and it's basically made from the juice of chickpeas
0: it's we've we've actually served it twice in the past week to mm. two sort of different sets of of guests and we asked the guests to say okay This is a chocolate mousse. We're vegan. Clearly, this light, fluffy mousse is not made from egg whites, Mm -hmm. as they were classically made. And we say, guess, what do you think it is? And no one knows. No one can guess that it's actually made from chickpea juice. Mm. And all you do is put it... I've got a food processor that's got a cream whipper attachment. Is to put the aquafaba into the food processor and whip it. And it, it depends on how um, powerful your whipping food processor is. But I think when that was, it took three or four minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to do it up to 15 minutes because it's got to make like steep, st- I can't say that word, stiff peaks like meringue. That's what you're looking
0: for. And when you do it, when you make with meringue, I remember as you were cooking, I said, to you "Now the test of a good whipped meringue is that you can tip the bowl upside down over your head yep. and it doesn't come out and yep. you said oh all right I'll do it and you and it was fine it, was it whipped fine. it yeah. whipped exactly like you would um egg whites yeah and then you melted some chocolate
1: yeah so you melt dark chocolate obviously so that's vegan again you know that's all standard shop bought supermarket chocolate just buy some really high quality uh supermarket chocolate I think it's 89% cocoa, melt that in a bain-marie over a pan of boiling water in a glass dish. Then once the whipping is done and the product comes out and it's all whipped, you stir that or fold it very gently with a metal spoon into the melted chocolate, add two uh, tablespoons of sugar and one teaspoon of vanilla extract or essence. And that's it. And then you just chill it in the fridge for a couple of hours. And it's amazing. It's so good quality. It's and one quality.
0: tin of Aquafaba made enough? Uh, I think
1: it made it before last four night. People. Yeah, I think we made it before it made a little bit more. And then you
0: reserved some of the chocolate and, and grated the chocolate yeah. over the top. Yeah. Oh, but we also
1: f- had blueberries on it one time as well, didn't we? Yeah. It's amazing. It's really simple. And it's basically a product that you would throw in the bin. So Aquafaba is something that's really come onto the market in the last couple of years. I think celebrity chefs have started using it. And it's literally just the drain of the tin when you take the chickpeas out to make hummus. And
0: you've, we've even seen it in the, in the shops that you can buy yeah. tins of aquafaba. I know, well, how I crazy. Buy a tin of chickpeas, chickpeas <laughs> use the chickpeas and keep yeah. the aquafaba and then you've got it.
1: And you can also make aquafaba out or use aquafaba out of any other bean. But again, chickpeas always works the best. And you can freeze it? Yeah you can freeze it as well so you can freeze it. if you've got a tin you drain the chickpeas or the beans out and you want to keep the aquafaba label it put it in the freezer and then just defrost it when you need it. it works absolutely fine so don't go out buying a tin of aquafaba that's just crazy um and keep it when you when you make something with beans in and you drain the bin beans keep the juice behind freeze it and use it again wonderful and you can actually i should mention you can make chocolate mousse out of avocado i have done that as well
0: well, we'll have that in another week. Yeah, let's do that another week. That's a different. Yeah, so slightly different consistency, is it? But if you yeah. want a light, fluffy mousse, aquafaba mousse, yeah. brilliant. absolutely brilliant. Which leads really nicely into our topic of the week this week, which is beans. Yeah, really a staple of vegans, and and I think it, again, it's it's important to say at in this instance, prior to being a vegan, I really didn't eat many beans at all. I was just not. Yeah my My only experience of beans was a tin of baked beans, which I absolutely detested. I have never eaten baked beans in my life until
1: you became a vegan
0: until I became a vegan, and we'll talk about baked beans in a moment uh, but beans, I think, if they are cooked really well, they're cooked really nicely, and when you try different types of beans, then you can find a bean that works for you and a way of cooking it.
1: Mm. I think it's important that we are open-minded about this because so many people their only experience of eating any kind of legume bean. We're not talking about green beans or french beans here. We're talking about beans that come in a can or in in a dried format. Most people will have chili beans, you know, like kidney beans in a chili. Or baked beans and that's all they know of Mm. so a lot of people don't realize there's loads and loads and loads of different beans out there and they've all got different values they've all got different um nutritional makeup they've all got different uses and they all look amazing and if you don't know where to start just get a tin of mixed beans that's a good starting point mm. and definitely chickpeas you've got to always have chickpeas as a store cupboard staple
0: so i usually keep chickpeas in store uh beans so that we can make baked beans and yep. we're going to give you a recipe for baked beans in a moment uh black beans can be really good for making burgers uh, yeah for chinese mm. black bean sauce we we'll mm. give you a recipe for, for, for those in a minute mm. but let's So you can buy them as tins or you can buy them dried
1: yep And for people that don't know what the difference is, basically, when you buy them dried, they come in a bigger volume of like a bag of dried beans. And the idea is that you have to process them to make them similar to the way that you'd get them in a tin. So when you get them in a tin, they're already cooked and they're ready to go you can eat them raw or you can cook them when you buy the dried beans it's a bit like lentils you don't eat them raw you have to cook them and that can take various amounts of time you soak them and then basically cook them if you've got a pressure cooker that's a really good way of doing it much quicker um And you can soak them overnight sometimes to make the cooking time a little bit less. But for most people, it's just too much faffage. They just can't be bothered. I can't, certainly. I don't do it. No, I don't. <laughs> I use
0: tinned beans. Yeah.
1: It just, you know, it's an economy thing as well. Some people just like to do it. And some people, they just buy it in bulk, cheaper like that. But, you know, there are so many different beans out there to try. You've got... Butter beans, I love. You don't like butter beans, but I actually really like the texture of them. Red kidney beans, obviously. You've got pinto beans, all the different types of beans. Just go and have a look in the health food shop at different types that you can buy.
0: And one of the reasons I like, so black beans are one of my my favourite. And one of the reasons I try to have at least some beans in my diet every single day is for protein. Yeah. So beans are, are... Black beans are 8 grams of protein per 100 grams. Uh, So if you have half a tin, you've got 16 grams of protein going on.
1: Yeah, whereas if you look at the amount of protein in haricot beans, they've got 6.6. And if you look at the amount of protein in chickpeas, They've got 7.2. So they're roughly the same, All around there the is same. a variation. And again, it's another reason to get a mixed beans and try mixed beans and things. Because particularly with the darker beans, they have a lot more antioxidants naturally in them. So they've got different nutritional values. But also the consistency is very different. So black beans in the Chinese sauce that we make with black beans is amazing. And you can mash them a little bit to make them sort of semi-solid. Whereas some beans like uh, pinto beans, for example, they're quite solid and they maintain their shape like chickpeas do unless you whiz them in the whizzer
0: so we've already done a recipe for uh the black bean sauce so uh i will put a link back to our previous podcast for black bean sauce i think
1: we, we did for baked beans as well didn't we talk about baked. Beans i think we did as well so there'll yeah. be
0: a baked beans recipe so mm-hmm. have a look at that i'll put that in the mm-hmm. show notes so what's interesting about beans is that they can be made into chocolate mousse mm-hmm. which we've said from the aquafaba. Uh, we've got um, sort of breakfast baked beans. We've yep. got Chinese with black bean sauce. Mm. And then they can also be eaten cold. And typically you'd make hummus out of chickpeas. But I make hummus out of other beans mm. as well. Whatever oh, yeah. whatever bean is going. Mm. So literally to make hummus, if you've got chickpeas, that's fine. If not, you can make them out of black beans. You can make them out of haricot beans. You can yep. make them out of butter beans. Yep. Um, drain the tin, uh, rinse it through, keep the aquafaba so you can make a chocolate mousse because you've got to make a chocolate <laughs> mousse. Uh, chuck the tin uh, of beans into a food processor, uh, about a tablespoon of tahini, uh, some garlic. Lemon juice. Lemon juice. Uh, I usually put in uh, a half a teaspoon of cumin, perhaps half a teaspoon of smoked paprika.
1: I like coriander in mine.
0: Coriander, mm. a little bit of olive oil and whiz. Yep. And if it's if it's sort of too thick, just drip in a little bit of water in the top of the food processor, or aquafaba, or or more aquafaba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can drip in some of the aquafaba as well. Yep. And then and then you've got beans that are cold, so you can have you can have hummus in sandwiches, you can have hummus in a salad with wraps. a Buddha bowl in wraps. Mm-hmm.
1: Hummus and chips isn't
0: bad. Hummus and chips, is that? (laughs) Yeah, and you've got it. So then you've got the hummus that you can then use as a dip. So if you want to use it uh, with uh, chopped up crudités, carrots Mm -hmm. as posh for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Carrots, cucumber works really well
1: yep and then falafels is kind of a similar principle but you basically will cook the falafel. so you'll you'll put in your tin of chickpeas in the food processor perhaps an onion and um, some herbs garlic a few bits and pieces whatever's going really
0: and you miss know. out so the only difference with hummus is that you miss out the tahini yeah, and, and you- replace it with a tablespoon of of gram flour yeah. or flour Yep.
1: Yeah. so i usually as you know make it up as I go along just look at how it looks and just add a bit of flour if it's too dry or I might add a bit of liquid if it's too wet but in baking Uh, Falafels, You can then make them and fry them in the frying pan or you can bake them in the oven so you can make them healthy if you want to. And falafels are really good because you can make giant ones into big burgers, which then leads us on to bean burgers. So bean burgers is probably one of the main staples that you'll get if you eat out. You'll get bean burger of some sort in some establishment at some time. To be honest with you, they've got a lot of different additives and stabilisers. If you eat them out, if eat you out, eat them out, making them yourself is exactly the same as anything else. You chuck it in the food processor with whatever's going with
0: an onion, Whizz some garlic, <laughs> some herbs,
1: and then just add liquid or add some uh, corn flour or some corn flour if you're uh, uh, gluten free. And basically, you just kind of make it up into a patty. So perhaps don't process it too much, just like make yeah. it chunky, so it's quite nice chunky. And I've
0: got a little burger squishy press yeah. thing. Uh, so I just scoop the, the mashed up black beans, as you say, not process too much. Mm. But mash, scoop them out with my hands. As long as it f- folds together and forms yeah. in your hands, give it a squish in the burger press. Yeah. And then they're great. They, yeah. they fry really well.
1: And probably a good thing to do if you're new to making burgers and you haven't done it before is to uh, put them in the fridge before you cook them because they do sort of stick together a bit better and hold a bit better if you... Just easier to handle. Yeah, I mean, even if you freeze them, some people just freeze them for 10 minutes and it just chills it and holds it all together. And my advice would be if you haven't got a food processor, just use a potato masher. Um, Or just leave everything whole, but just kind of mash it together with your hands a little bit. Or a fork. Yeah, whatever you've got ready. And when you're making a burger in your hands, I try to make it with wet hands. I find that works better. And then dip the burger in flour or cover it in flour and leave it to sit. And it will just go a bit crispy when you cook it on the outside. Very nice. Yeah, very good. Mm. And of
0: course, stews. So any stew, uh, sort of a winter stew with potatoes in and root vegetables. Mm. You can chuck in a tin of beans. Mm. Uh, Things like chilies. Chuck in a tin of beans. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can buy things like chili beans and Italian style beans, but, you know, you can make it yourself and it it just depends how much time you've got and if you feel like it, but things like there's tins of 10 bean chili out there and... You can just make it up with what you like and that way you don't have to eat the ones that you don't like. But beans are really, really important in a vegan diet because they've got masses of protein, they've got loads of vitamins, antioxidants, and they fill you up as well. So they're quite bulky. And if you don't like a lot of the meat substitutes, as you know, I'm a bit fussy about some of those, they're a really good alternative to bulk out food, um, particularly things like, um, I don't know, like Chinese and Japanese, they use a lot of beans and Mexican, of course, as well. So, yeah, they're really a crucial part of the vegan diet. Very important.
0: Yeah, yeah. So get get into beans and don't make the same mistake that I did of just thinking beans is just a tin of orange baked beans, which I find absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Beans, when you start to experiment, start to play, mm. start to mix them into different foods, making different things out of them, mm-hmm. they are an absolute vegan staple
1: yeah and i think you said about making them into raw things as well i mean i remember going to a friend's house and she made an amazing salad with butter beans in it it was so nice and likewise if you go to a really good sort of vegan salad bar for example you'll see loads of different pulses and beans in cold salads really really nice Mm. Mm. so what are we going to talk about next week
0: so next week our topic of the week is going to be bread okay and we're going to look at Different types of bread, everything from sourdough, pizza, flatbreads, quick breads, monkey bread. Mm. So all different types of bread. That is going to be the topic.
1: Monkey bread doesn't sound very vegan. No, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> just checking. Okay. So if you've got any uh, success with any of the recipes that we've talked about, or you just want to let us know where you're listening from, we'd love to hear from you. Don't forget that you can subscribe to these podcasts as well. And uh, good luck if you're still doing uh, either Dry January or Veganuary. And let us know how it's going for you. Wonderful. And we'll see you next week.
0: See you next time. All
1: right, cheers. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. If you'd like to be featured on the show or to send us any comments, please email behealthy@govegan.online. at See you soon.